Have you ever thought one morning, you know, I think I'll own a digital forensics business? No? Well, what if you thought, teach me something? Well, that is exactly what our guest this week is doing here on Small Business Celebration. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. I'm here with Alfonso Rivera, the owner of AMR Digital Forensics and Teach Me Technologies. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Hi. And for visioners who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? I'm Alfonso Rivera. I'm the founder and CEO of AMR Digital Forensics and Teach Me Technology. Now, the reason we're talking with Alfonso today is we've gotten a whole bunch of questions about how do you track employee productivity and all kinds of thrilling, exciting things like that, which we're going to get into. But I have to ask you, you're in the digital technology world, but your first job, the first thing you sold was out of a catalog? Yes, at uh, 19, I started my first company and there were retail items out of the catalog. Okay. And of course my friends and family were my first customers. Right. Before I knew it I had a lot of items coming in and shipping and, and receiving and sending out and that was my first company. You figured out logistics at a very early age. Early age. Customer service? And customer service. Did you have any employees? In sales, no. <laughs> uh, I was it. <laughs> I was it. You went from there and you worked in a whole series of corporate 100 positions. Yes. What made you get into owning a digital forensics business? Because that's not something I would think of, you know, I'm going to wake up this morning and be, get in digital forensics. How'd you get there? It was, it was a natural progression for me. Okay. When they know you're in computers, they think you know everything right. about computers. Sure, sure. They don't realize that there's different subsets. My, my coffee cup holder is broken. Can you fix that for me? Right. <laughs> I know, I just dated myself, didn't I? <laughs> I started getting requests from evidence, mm. and I thought it would be really uh, helpful if there was a way that I could scan all this voluminous evidence and then use some software to index all the scanned images and this was, this was very innovative in 93. Right. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And so I formed my, uh, my second company, if you will. Right. I called it DocuSearch. Right. It allowed the attorneys to instantly, within milliseconds, to locate evidence that was in the police reports or uh, that's primarily where it's at, where they may have described, let's say, a blue car. And right. we could find every instance of mention of a blue car, whether it be in police reports or testimony given on a stand or um, notes, uh, reports that were taken by investigators. Mm -hmm. That was that was my first uh, delve into uh, 
the forensics, if you will, and then I just naturally progress from there. Because both sides, if you will, have the same problem. You've got the defense attorney that's you know, gotten cases and boxes and boxes and boxes of paper from the prosecution for discovery, and they've got to have something ready the next day. And then you've got the prosecution that has all this piles of paper of stuff to go through to find out if they even have a case. And so that's what you do for both sides. Yeah, so now we're, we've, we've expanded considerably. Now we're, we're doing the forensics. And for those that don't know, forensics, we're essentially doing an autopsy mm. of the cell phone evidence, the computer evidence. Mm. We also do cell tower analysis. Working with both sides, that is the prosecution is working for the government. Is that what got you into starting your other business of Teach Me Technologies? Or what, how'd that one start? Because it seems very different than your forensics business. They're related in that they're, they're both technology companies, but they are very different. At the end of the day, one actually helps the other. Mm. And why is that? Because with my forensics firm, I can't find local talent. It doesn't exist. Okay. It's incredibly difficult to fill those positions. You know, I have scientists that work for me and analysts. That you don't have that level of talent here locally. Right. It doesn't exist. That's part of the reason that I uh, created the Teach Me Technology Company. Mm. And it's a real simple mission with Teach Me Technology. Build a future pipeline of skilled technology workers. That's our mission. Wow. And we have to start sooner. Right. When I originally started in the education field of technology, it was in the high school system. Mm -hmm. And what I quickly realized is we need to start sooner. If you look at what's going on with China and North Korea specifically, I'll use right. as an example. Right. They have an incredible and I mean incredible, hacking team, cyber hacking team right. by age 14. Wow. So we don't have, um, our education system is set up differently. You look at uh, both public and private schools. We can do so much better. Uh, the schools, in many regards, they do a great job, but we can always improve by innovating mm -hmm. and bringing programs that excite and create a passion, ignite a passion in the students. Right. And that's what worked for me at a very early age. That's what I want to see the rest of the, the kids do. And we grow our community. And how do we do that through our education and being able to fill these, these positions that require high-level education and certifications so those people can be employable in the field. There's a huge, a huge coming of uh, talent that, works that can work remotely now. Right. All my talent, literally all my talent, all my workers on the forensic, they're all remote. In the next segment, we're going to talk more about investing and technology or investing into your business and where that red line is. But before we get into that, how can Visioneers get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? 
They can reach me at 661-520-9083. What was that number again? 661-520-9083. And website? It's amrforensic.com and teachmetechnology.org. Social media? Uh, a advanced Micro Resource. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and then uh, teachmetechnology.fun uh, through Facebook. Email? A Rivera at amrforensic.expert. And if there's another way to get in touch with you, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and we'll talk more about the red line when we come right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Hugh Beatty, the Wellness Doc, AKA TWD. If you find yourself struggling with chronic stress and feeling physically exhausted, and it's impacting your blood pressure, and this has a major impact on your business performance, you need to come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, the Wellness Doc. I can evaluate you for hormonal deficiencies, nutritional deficiencies, and gut health. If you want to get your life back, please come see me, Dr. Hugh Beatty, The Wellness Doc. Reach out to Hugh Beatty, MD, The Wellness Doc at 661-395-0315. That's 661-395-0315. Or visit them online at hughbeattymd.com. That's H-U-G-H-B-E-A-T-T-Y-M-D.com. I'm here with Alfonso Rivera, the owner of AMR Digital Forensics and Teach Me Technologies. And our visionary question comes from Jackie who asks, how do you determine what areas to reinvest into your business and where do you draw the line at going overboard? That's a great question, especially in the field of technology mm. and specifically forensics. Mm. Well, technology is constantly evolving. Mm. And so how do we determine where to invest? The name of the game when it comes to forensics and what we're really talking about is performing an autopsy on the digital devices uh, when we say forensics. Right. So the name of the game, in my opinion, in this field, you have to have incredibly powerful tool sets right. in the field. And those tool sets come with specialized certifications. We do a lot of government work. Mm -hmm. And so now we're at the point where, the, as an example, one of the tools that we use, there's only three private firms in the entire nation that has this particular tool. Wow. Now we're in the area of intelligence tools. AI. And yeah, well, in, uh, when I say intelligence tools, I'm talking uh, CIA, oh, uh, NSA, type of, that type of stuff. Exactly, right. And so uh, not every uh, firm, forensic firm, has that capability. They don't have the tool sets, they don't have the budget, and more importantly, they don't have the talent to do that level of work at, at that level. Right. So that's where I invest. I made a decision um, early on that we were going to be highly cutting edge access to these very specialized tools because that's what sets us apart from the competition. Mm. I love competition. Sure. It, right? It's it's healthy. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you sharp and to answer your question, that's where I decided I was going to 
make my investments ah. on those very specialized tools because then that means more business, that means more government work. So how did you determine what specific tools to get? You know, to use a different industry as an analogy, a farmer has to go through and choose the right tractor and choose the right you know, hoe and choose the right tools to make the right kind of sugar beets grow. He would not have, he would have a totally different set of tools for cotton or apricots or something else like that. That's correct. In, in your industry, that's also very similar. So how did you choose specifically the pro or more specifically, what is the process of finding the right tools to give you the edge over your competition? That's a great idea, a great question. And the idea was we needed to test many different ones. Ah, there and it is. And that can be expensive. Right, right. And then also the talent that works for me. That's another area that we invested heavily in. Mm. So I'll give you an example. Sure. There's a hacking competition that's held once a year. Is it the one in Vegas, Black Correct. Hat? Right, Correct. Right, right, right. So the coveted Capture the Flag competition, Right. one of my employees is a recipient of that. Congratulations! Yeah, and she is just amazing. So that's the level of talent that I have working right. for me on these cases. And then I also have computer scientists on staff. So, And then I'm also a board certified forensic trainer and analyst. Wow. So between the tool sets and, and the talent that we have, we leverage and fortify a case with, with all of those resources. Without going into too many details, it's going to get you in trouble. I have to ask, how did you find this employee who won the Black Hat competition? I mean, that, I'm sure yeah. there's got to be a story there. Sure. That's the, uh, another terrific question. Uh, I qualified for some very specialized training, and we were all flown in. I don't want to say where we were flown right. in. It was out of, out of, the, uh, out of California. And I look around, and there's only 15 of us in the room sure. <laughs> between all of us that sure. are in this specialized training. And the instructor for one of the tools was the one that I ended up picking up. So you hired the teacher. Correct, one of the teachers. <laughs> so, so that's even better than the students. You got the one oh, yeah. teaching the students. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That that's that's truly amazing. Wow. And you've kept her and she stayed. Oh yeah. They're they're just amazing. And I'll talk more about that in terms of investment. Sure. It's in my my children and my staff. Yeah. Cuz we wouldn't have anything if we didn't have this this magic that's going on between uh, the management and the staff and there's a true connection between the service you provide and your staff and your management. All those things work in concert together. The magic is what's so important. It really is. This magic is something that you learned, did you not? I think many of us in 2008 faced a very difficult time across the board. Mm. No matter what industry you were in, whether it be real estate, whether it be technology, because we've experienced technology crashes in the past. Right. So 2008 really hit the financial sector 
And money is what's making the, the world turn. Money is what's driving industry. Right. Just like if you don't have gas for your car, gas is extremely important. So in, in 08, it was an incredible financial crisis for many across the board. And what does that mean for me? It, it was incredibly difficult because we went through a time where uh, funding sources were drying up. There right. was there's something called the Carl Perkins Act for those of right. us that are in education. And that funding cycle had changed. Right. So it was, a, it was a big hit. But again, I, I talk about blessings. I had two school sites back then, and they were out of town. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand it at the time. In 08, I ended up losing a home because I had invested heavily into my company. Uh, I, at that time, it was a lot of money for me, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000. Right. And it caused me to reevaluate and refocus my efforts in a different funding source. And because of that 08, that allowed me to refocus my efforts and go from two school sites to six school sites in short order that it just multiplied and kept growing and growing and growing. If that wouldn't have happened, I'd probably still be out of town with my two or three little sites <laughs> on a different funding pocket. And right. so it was actually, we don't understand it at the time, but things may be moving around for us in, in a really great direction but we don't know it at the time, and that's what happened. Taking the analogy of a tree, instead of having a single root that went down and the tree falling over, you managed to figure out how to have a whole series of roots Yes. to keep the tree up. Yeah, it's just been amazing. That all goes to, to being a business owner and, and understanding how to problem solve. You, you never want to give up. It's, it's not, you're going to get punched a few times, you're going to get knocked down, but it's how you get back up and respond to that. That's what makes you successful, because you're going to hit the bumps in the road. You might even hit a stop sign a couple of times, but you got to keep going. It's really how much, how much uh, passion you have for what you do. So many times I know that someone else may have given up. But because I have such an incredible excitement for the field that I'm in, it's not just about the money, it's about community, it's about family, it's about my staff. It's a, it's a whole different concept. That's what keeps me going. That's what, when I wake up in the morning, that's what excites me. And we'll be right back. The reason I'm talking with Alfonso Rivera today is because of a visioner question that came from a visioner just like you. They reached out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and wanted to find out 
how much is too much when it comes to reinvesting in my business and my employees and how do I get all this figured out and how do I track them? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something that you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Alfonso Rivera, the owner of AMR Digital Forensics and TeachMe Technology. And our visionary question comes from George who asks, what systems do you put in place to monitor employee efficiency without it becoming a time vampire for the employee? So I'll give you an example. These are things that I learned in corporate America. Okay. And they just have things down so well. Well, the they've been doing it for 100 years. The internal controls. There's just no way possible I would have the success that I do in my businesses if I didn't have all that training. Mm. So as an example, I'll use the example with my teachers. Right. And in, in corporate America, it's all about instructor utilization. Mm. You have to be able to track how they're utilizing their time and how effective it is on the return. Is that how much time they're in the classroom and what the grades from the kids are getting and all that? I know at any time on that date right. what each teacher is teaching, what they're doing right now at that moment, because every clock hour is broken down mm. within the schedule for every single teacher, for every single program. They have a track to run on. Right. And those are the things that we're talking about in terms of the numbers. So you don't have a teacher that's veering off budget. You don't have a teacher that's veering off their, uh, their mission and their curriculum. These are very tight controls. And in the end, who is that satisfying? The customer. The I. student. The, well, so look at this. Okay. The students, yes, they're in the classroom. Right. That's one metric. Right. But who's our client? So I don't know if I made this clear in the beginning, but all of our contracts are government. So the government. The large scale, that's our actual right. client. I have to ask, tell me about the Junior Olympics. Oh. <laughs> Boxing. Boxing, you're a boxer. Yeah, former boxer. Former boxer, okay, all right. Well, you alluded in the last segment to boxing, so I had to ask, where, where did this come from? Did you start out as a boxer on the, you know, on the south side of Chicago kind of thing? I, I grew up in, uh, uh, here in, in Bakersfield. Okay. In a, uh, an area that some may or may not be familiar with, uh, off of Cottonwood. Really? And we had a gym down the street. Right. And I got to train there with Michael Dallas's father. I'm Michael Dallas. Yeah. He was a very good boxer. Right. Some knew who he was here in town. He and I trained together, and that's ended up going to the Junior Olympics. Right. Two very impressionable things that have been very powerful in my life was both sports and education. Yeah. And so sports was a lot of fun, kept me out of trouble. Many of the friends I grew up with, they're not here anymore. Mm. Some were stabbed. Many of them got on drugs. Mm. Well, for the others of us, we, we got into sports. And it was an incredible ride. Incredible ride. So ended up going to the Nationals and then 
slated for the uh, the Olympic team. And, and here in your office, that. you've got pictures of, you've got a signed autograph of Mike Tyson. Yes. And of course, we got the, the Rocky Balboa. And, yes. And, 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 and I have to ask you, big fan of the movie Rocky? Yeah, that was a, an incredible uh, movie. I was just a kid at the time. Right. And I remember uh, I got the album. Oh, the soundtrack, the, right? The soundtrack. <laughs> and it was still in an album format, right? And a record, and, right? And they had the pictures in the back, and that was, you know, that was a big deal. What have you learned from boxing that you apply to your business today? Intestinal fortitude. Okay, how so? Yeah, one of the things that you learn in in boxing, in sports, because I did wrestling, I did. Uh, basketball, but they kicked me off basketball team because I was too rough. You used and your elbows too well, huh? I used the elbows too <laughs> much. And then I also did football. Uh -huh. But what do sports teach you? It teaches you about discipline, incredible discipline. And that's one of the things that you need in business. Sports and, and business are, are very closely related in terms of that. One of the things that I didn't talk about is my mother and father uh, my father was military police, mm -hmm. and my mother worked in the Pentagon. Oh, wow. My father was an absolute maniac when we were growing up. Okay. He served in every branch of the military. Really? Yes, and what? he finished off in the Air Force. For those of you that are watching the show, and maybe you have a, a child um, that's considering going to military, Air Force is the best because <laughs> they just spoil them. They spoil them. They get, they're the first in line. They're the ones that get the steak. They get, it's VIP service. So, For all of yeah. those kids out there that want a participation yeah. trophy, go in the Air Force. Air Force is the one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. All of my Navy friends are going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> and they have some of the best training. Right. Whenever I see an application and it has someone that came out of the military, their training is incredible. Right. Especially in the forensic field and the, te in the technology. Those get moved to the top of the pile. You mentioned sports, but also education. And education is very important. But just because you finished high school and maybe more beyond that doesn't mean education's over. No. And in that's, fact, you've got a book here that you're recommending that's helpful, helped you a lot in your education. It is. Uh, so this book, I'll hold this up. It's called Managing by the Numbers. And uh, who wrote by Managing Chuck by Kramer. the Numbers? Chuck Kramer. This is really good stuff. And it, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. And those are the internal controls and mm. really uh, having a way, uh, metrics that you've developed to monitor what's going on in the operation of the company. Mm. Because without that, there can be chaos. You can end up losing a lot of money, you can lose staff that's not satisfied mm. and appreciated. So thinking about all the things as a business owner that you can tie into that performance. For the business owner that's struggling right now, what advice do you have for them? They have to develop internal controls mm -hmm. to have a good handle on the 
not only the time that's being spent, but the other pieces that I talked about, because it's all related when we're talking about customer service, employee satisfaction, and... It sounds like discipline. It is. And I kind of touched on that in terms of the boxing and mm -hmm. growing up military. My father served in every branch, mm -hmm. and he was an absolute maniac. Right. On Saturdays, if we weren't up cleaning early in the morning, right. we had a wet towel over our face. Oh, no. Yeah. And then, of <laughs> course, the boxing. <laughs> so it taught me a lot of discipline. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Well, Alfonso, this has been a real privilege. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Absolutely. My pleasure. And Thank if you. visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They could uh, reach me uh, both by uh, the email, uh, arivera at amrforensic.expert, or uh, reach us at the office, 661-520-9083. And social media? Social media uh, on Facebook, uh, both under Teach Me Technology uh, Fun and then Advanced Micro Resource uh, Digital Forensics. And websites? Uh, www.amrforensic.com and teachmetechnology.org. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Hi, I'm Dr. Hugh Bailey, the Wellness Doc, aka TWD. If you find yourself struggling with chronic stress and feeling physically exhausted, and it's impacting your blood pressure, and this has a major impact on your business performance, you need to come see me, Dr. Hugh Bailey, the Wellness Doc. I can evaluate you for hormonal deficiencies, nutritional deficiencies, and gut health. If you want to get your life back, please come see me, Dr. Hugh Bailey, the Wellness Doc. Reach out to Hugh Beatty, MD, The Wellness Doc at 661-395-0315. That's 661-395-0315. Or visit him online at HughBeattyMD.com. That's H-U-G-H-B-E-A-T-T-Y-M-D.com. Building your wings on the way down. If you try calling my cell phone on a Tuesday evening, your call is probably going to go straight to voicemail. And the reason is, is because in our household, Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. And it's one of the few opportunities where we as a family get to get together and chat and talk, have tacos, play music, and have a good time because the boys are grown and gives them an opportunity to come back and spend some time with us. But one of the things that invariably happens is the evening ends in a game. Now, for those of you who know my wife, Tamla, she loves games. And I think we probably have like 2,000 different kinds of board games, card games, every kind of a game you can imagine. But a while ago, a new game came into our sphere. And we were all excited to try the new game and what was going on. And the scenario unfolded like this. The game came out after dinner. And the first thing Dylan did was he grabbed the rule book out and he started reading the rules on how to play the game. Meanwhile, Tamla disregarded what Dylan was doing, started pulling out the cards, divvying up the cards, placing all the cards, much to the consternation of Dylan. Well, Tamla just wanted to start playing the game. Dylan wanted the rules first. Well, out of frustration after a while, Dylan took the rule book, threw it back in the box, and we started playing the game anyway. And 
Not but five minutes later, we got to a point in the game where something was really confusing. We couldn't figure out what was going on. So Christopher, the other son, grabbed the rule book, flipped to the correct page, found the answer, announced it to the family, and we continued on with the game. Well, the next day, I was sitting in a business meeting with a group of business owners. And it was one of those kind of business meetings I think you and I have all been to where we realized fairly quickly that this is a meeting for a meeting for a meeting. And the reality of the meeting was is they were talking about talking. And it was because the business owners were afraid to actually commit to something. Because if they committed, they would have to do. And it got me to thinking about the game the night before. How often have we been in a situation where we've been afraid to actually move forward and we've just talked something to death? And yet, at the same time, a certain amount of planning is important. So when you find yourself in that kind of situation, what do you do? Are you like Dylan and you grab the rule book and fixate all of your time reading the rules so that you know how to play the game? Or do you just jump right in like Tamla and build your wings on the way down? I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Alfonso Rivera, the owner of AMR Digital Forensics and Teach Me Something. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.